Welcome to our podcast, Real Talk. We're your hosts, Mary Contrarian Starfish. On this podcast, we will explore stories about conspiracies, misinformation, lies and deceit in politics, and how it ruins people's lives. Please subscribe and listen to wherever you get your podcasts, and we look forward to having you with us. talking today about a Ponzi scheme from a wannabe rapper in Turkey. Mm. So that was some Turkish rap for you all, if you're familiar with that genre. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not the guy that we're talking about, but I just thought it was oh. cool. <laughs> you know, I, thought, I just thought it was a cool little intro to get you familiar with Turkish rap, since that's what this guy's into. Oh, okay, cool. So this is a story about a Turkish guy named Mehmet Aydin, who created a Farmville spinoff app called Farm Bank. It's not to be associated with Farmville now. We don't want to get in trouble with Farmville people. But this is a completely different app. It's a spinoff, though. It's a lot like Farmville. And it duped many people into believing that by playing this game on their phones, they were investing in real livestock and farms. And it was a game designed basically as a pyramid scheme where people would invest their own money into farms and then get their investment back. So all these people are thinking, this is great. We're going to go ahead and invest in local farms and right. get our money back investing in that. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. And he really just do this. Well, it's the same thing that we go over. I, I feel like with these Ponzi schemes that we see that are bad, that people just don't have patience to build all this stuff because it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of money to do it. They're not real interested in spending the time and the money to do it the right way. Yeah. So they do it the wrong way so that they make a bunch of money and then run away, basically. So Great. Yes. So let's go into some background on Mr. Iden. He was actually born in Bursa, Turkey in 91 to a family of farmers. So he does have some farming background. Yeah, that makes um, sense. And 91, yeah. he's pretty young. Yeah. He dropped out of a religious high school and he had stints working as a dishwasher and a waiter at a local cafe. And then he even embarked on a failed attempt to become a Turkish rapper, <laughs> which we played a little sample of what that sounds like so <laughs> people can hear it. I actually kind of like the beat. It sounded a little bit Beastie Boy-ish. Oh, no, I totally... I'm saving that to my Spotify right now. I know. I listen to foreign music all the time. I love it. I'm curious about what his sounds like. That's not him, then. Ugh. If it's anything I know. like his app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, so... And at one point, he also sold sunglasses that he said would show people in the nude for all you perverts out there. Oh, jeez. You can get some great sunglasses from Aiden. 
I want to have faith that they're decent people, right? That he's like created this app to be like, oh, this would be a great idea. Somebody told him it would be a great idea and he decided to enact it. But then you hear about all the other scammy stuff that they've yeah. done in their past. And you're like, nah, they're just a scammy person. They're not legit. He even set up fake farms. They set up a bunch of delis all over Turkey. And so basically they slapped the branding of a farm bank on all the produce and stuff. So people thought that they were really investing in real stuff. It was all imported stuff. It wasn't real local stuff. He just peeled the little Fiji sticker off. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. So that was part of it, too. Part of the facade. So basically the company started in 2016 and he founded the company uh, Kiflik Bank or something like that. Siflik Bank or something. I'm, I'm not sure how it's pronounced because it's a Turkish word. Basically in northern Cyprus. So started it in 2016 and then Turkey's financial regulators filed a complaint at the end of 2017 after users started complaining about broken promises. They went to the government and they're like, I put all this money in. I'm not getting anything back. What's up with this? So as soon as that started happening, Aiden went into hiding until July of 2021, just like a month ago. Wow. How long was he in hiding? Like wow. three years. He went into hiding for three years. Yeah. He surrendered. He went into hiding with Rusha Ignatova and Melissa Kadic. I think he should have done that, but he actually went to South America, not the right. Emirates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... A little more visible down there in, in South America. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Living it. Yeah. Seems like he was buying a bunch of mansions and big fancy cars. And it looks like in the meantime, while well, he's up living it up in South America with all of his Ferraris and shit, his app designer took the fall. And the Turkish law, basically, you are guilty until proven innocent. They throw you in prison until your trial, which could be like a year or two before they get around to that. And I'm sure it's worse now with COVID. So yeah. this poor guy's been stuck in this horrible Turkish prison. I don't think he had any ill intent in this. I think he, he was just excited to build an app. And then he realized that it was turning into this Ponzi scheme. So he's been trying to prove his innocence in it because he wasn't aware of all the stuff that Aiden was doing. I mean, there is some level of like, okay, I'm going to have them bring the money in for you, but you have to do something with that money. How do you show that they're doing the, the thing that they say they are with that money? That's hard. Right. That's the breakdown. Right. Yeah, 100%. So basically, it was launched in, in 2016, and it, it was just build as a way for players to win as they play and have fun as they win and encourage them to invest in what they thought was actual livestock and agricultural land. So he had a bunch of people that say, oh yeah, look, it's really working. Look how much money I made back on this app, all these commercials. He paid for all this crazy advertising, I'm sure, for all of it too. <laughs> so it's basically like a, a smartphone-based pyramid scheme. And I'm sure it was a fun little game. I don't play this stuff. It looks like a SimCity type of Game. You get notifications like you need to milk the cows now and feed the chickens or whatever. I'm not into that stuff, but yeah, me I mean, I like to play The Sims. It was fun to control people's lives when I did that, but like, yeah, like oh, that's funny. I think that this is a little different that you interact with each other's farms. You have to attend yeah. each other's farms and yeah. you rely on other users. That's why it's on the phone. Whereas SimCity was just you running the whole city. 
Right, yeah. Yeah, so, and I think this is a lot like that. It's very similar to Farmville and some of the other spinoffs. There's been probably a few other spinoffs from that original, and I think that's where Aiden got the idea from to do this at that time. And so basically, he scammed people out of, it looks like, $187 million. Wow. Yeah, 132,000 people in a single year. Wow. That's so many people. Yeah, so that... Victims than anybody we've seen. I know. Yeah, and these are people that really believe this again. We're seeing this stuff over and over again where these people are believing that they are investing their money into something that makes a difference in the world and they are going to get some type of kickback from doing that. I've been a victim of this stuff too. It's really easy to get sucked into, especially when you're seeing proof that it does work. It's hard to walk away from that. And that's how people are. It's like when you're going up gambling, Mm -hmm. you win like 50 bucks and you're like, oh, well, I'm just going to go ahead and put this 50 back in the slot machine and then add another $20 and then they end up losing it all. It's the same type of thing, gambling, basically. It's called the gambler's fallacy. It's a very specific psychological issue that people have where they think it's exactly the phenomenon where they think, oh, I these short-term gains, and that's what I feel like these Ponzi schemers are smart at, is that they show these short-term gains for people so that they go on to Facebook or they go on to wherever and say, like, oh, my God, look. Same thing with the, the cryptocurrency, it seems like. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like all those schemes, too. It's endless. You can just scheme out of anything. We got apps. We have cryptocurrency, just products, fake products, fake services. Remember the psychics from New York? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I, so... I was just doing a little bit of math on this, too. You said it was $187 million and 130-something thousand people. That's like yeah. 1500 bucks a person. That's a lot of money to invest yeah. in, a, in an app. No. Well, and especially if you live in Turkey, I'm sure they don't make a whole lot of money there. I'm not sure what the economic status of that region is, but I don't believe it's that good. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a lot of money for these right. people. That's That could be a life savings type of investment. And that's why I always say I've done stuff like this before where I just want to see what happens. And what you got to do is be smart about it. If you want to try something great, go ahead and do that. But... Maybe only put like $5 in it. Put money in it that you can afford to lose and be okay with that. It's kind of like letting your neighbor Bob borrow some cash. You're not probably not going to see it again. (laughs) Be careful what you give. (laughs) Right? You just got to be okay with whatever you're putting out there. You got to be okay losing it. It's the same with going up to a casino. You just have a set amount you go with and you're okay losing it if you don't get it back. Right. And, and so this thing Farmville app holy crap I can't believe how much people put in there I know it's like the first few were the ones making the money and then everybody else lost everything it's a typical Ponzi classical pyramid scheme right right that we're just seeing across all different um, avenues and platforms it's crazy to me how much you can do with that yeah and it's scary because it can happen to anybody right 
Right. I don't feel like we should say, oh, these people are idiots for doing that thing because a ton of people probably don't even admit some of the stuff they've been into. I admit my stuff. Everyone knows what I did. (laughs) (laughs) But I think a lot of people are embarrassed by admitting that that happened to them and they would feel totally ashamed by friends and family. They don't want to admit that they did this stuff. So that's what makes these schemes so dangerous is because it's hard sometimes to prosecute some of these people. Obviously not in this case because it was such a large scale. Yeah. But yeah. like some of these smaller ones, like the psychic lady that she got away with so much because it was just small. People were so embarrassed to come forward right. with right. that they had invested in that. They don't want to be categorized as in the idiot category. Yeah, I just think we're all struggling in this world. We all want to be millionaires and we all want to shot it investing in things that hopefully we'll get something back for. Unfortunately, it's not a short-term thing with any of that. I think all of that just takes a lot of time and you, you just have to be around the right people, have a financial advisor, stuff like that. There's not really a quick way. And I think it happens to a very few lucky people that just end up in the right place at the right time. Exactly. But that's pretty rare. It's you know, so that rare. doesn't... Like yeah, like of winning the lottery, it's no different. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's just the same thing. Some people just luck out, right? But most of us don't. So everybody's looking for the new Google, the new Facebook, the new whatever. But it's, you never know, and so don't put everything all in there. Yeah, I know it's so esoteric, but don't put everything into one basket, basically. You want to have all different things. Everyone will tell you that. Any of the billionaire and millionaire. Warren Buffett says that. Any financial advisor will say, what category are you in your risk, high risk? Do you like to take risks? Do you like to not take right. risks? And, yep. and then they always put it in multiple funds. You know, multiple. Every single time. Oh, yeah. I've gone through it with mine, and he does a great job at it. We both go through it together. You've got to take control of your own money. And you have to know what you're investing in and be comfortable with that. Yeah. Even so if it's a reputable company, you never know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Even if, right? Yeah, 100%. I can't believe we haven't done Bernie Meadoff. We need to <laughs> do that. Yeah, he's a very fascinating character. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But anyway, that's where all this has gone to. And unfortunately, there are some victims here to this guy named Recep Attis. He had invested quite a bit of his money, and he was very young, which is sad. So he was out on a shooting range and decided to kill himself over this. Yeah, I'm sure there's more victims that we don't know about, and I'm sure there's more victims of all the stories that we've actually talked about on here of these stupid Ponzi schemes that people get sucked into and pyramid schemes where they put all their eggs in one basket and then they lose it all and then they don't know what to do with their life. Or And I feel the worst for the people that are a lot older in their 50s, 60s, 70s that they get taken by these things yeah. and invest a lot of their money into something and then end up with nothing. With nothing and no time left. Uh, yeah. Even this young person, I mean, money is not everything. You can come back. You can bounce back. I know people have been homeless who bounce back, so... It can happen, and it's just so sad. Can you imagine, like, creating an app and starting the process of going through this whole Ponzi scheme? And I doubt that this guy has a ton of empathy to begin with, but thinking that someday your choice, your decision to drive a Ferrari just ended a person's life because you were so damn selfish. You had to just right. like, have all the things, and you were literally willing to let people die and lose their life savings because you needed your, like, whatever. 
he did. Well, it, and he's claiming that he's a victim in all this as well. He's saying that all the people got involved were shady and they went and ran with everything. And it's just not true. They're not the ones out there buying a bunch of mansions and Ferraris and living it up in South America and going into hiding. Yeah. They're not the ones doing all that. I just don't get how he thinks that he's a victim in all this. He's destroyed the multiple people's lives. And rightfully so, I'm glad that he was extradited. They caught him in the airport. Hopefully he'll get thrown in Turkish jail for a long time. They found him with like $13 in his wallet. I find it interesting that as soon as he runs out of the $80 million that he stole, three years later, runs out of money, then he can go ahead and like deal with the consequences of his actions. It's so just stupid. $80 million and he made $180 million. Who is enough to think that you get that much of a return on an app? Come on. Right. It's just totally shady the whole way around. He bought a yacht, mansions, cars. This is just a douchey kid <laughs> that douchey kid. came up with some great idea. Honestly, it could have been something legit and he turned it into not legit. I, I really don't have a whole lot of sympathy for people like this because they affect other people's lives and destroy people's lives. That's why we do this show because they should be exposed because they're horrible people. I don't know how you can wake up and look in the mirror and be okay with yourself after you've ruined so many people's lives. Right. Not even willing to say, I'm really sorry. Nothing. That's why. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, we're not the victim. These investors gave us money. Yeah, well, but you convinced them to. Yeah. So. And you're, you're in charge. You're ultimately in charge. You should have been watching to make sure that the fruit was really being farmed and all that. I mean. <sighs> yeah, it sucks. Well, do you want to hear some more Turkish music as we end this awesome episode? Yeah, I would love to hear some more Turkish rap today. All right, I'm digging this. I like yeah, it. for real. This is definitely not him. this is not him. Do not support his music. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to Real Talk. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. We look forward to having you on our next one.